Welcome in everyone to our Crack Rackets 2020 US Open Women's Singles Recap after two weeks of extraordinary tennis, so much dramatic action unfolding in front of us. We finally know who our champion is, Naomi Osaka emerging with the third major title of her career, coming back in dramatic fashion to knock off Victoria Azarenka in a three-set battle none of us are soon to forget. Joining me to break down that match and give our thoughts on this 20. 20 U.S. Open. You, of course, know him as our Cracked Rackets Do Everything, a former Dennis and Men's tennis great, the only undefeated high school tennis coach in Missouri history, James Foster McDonald. Jamie, U.S. Open in the books. How are you feeling? You know, I feel good. Um, it, it really lived up to the hype, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of us had so many questions moving into this event. How was the tennis going to be? Um, but honestly, I mean, hey, look, we were deprived of Grand Slam tennis for a long time. So we got a great tournament out of it and uh, just really entertained from start to finish, honestly. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And we're going to talk about all of those things. We're going to recap the final. We're going to ask, did the right player win? Will there be an asterisk? next to this event, given the circumstances it happened under. Of course, we're also going to talk about the quality of play in general and just our thoughts on a U.S. Open with no fans. But let's start with that final recap, Jamie. Naomi Osaka, 1-6-6-3-6-3. She comes back to win this match. Your thoughts on her performance and ultimately the outcome of this one? Yeah, I mean, a great comeback, um, absolutely. Azarenka really did have that match on her racket, it seemed, especially, you know, look, she was up a set and in control in that second set. So, you know, great championship mentality from Naomi Osaka to really flip things around and get it done. And look, that's what you want from somebody who's going to be a future star. I mean, listen, she's already a current star, but obviously everyone in the tennis world expecting so much of her. So a really great performance from her, um, obviously not even close to her best tennis at the beginning of the match, but a great champion gets better as the match goes on um, further and and that's exactly what Naomi Osaka did so as far as I'm concerned a really great women's final to cap off this U.S. Open. A lot of credit has to go to Victoria Azarenka, right? Because she comes out in this match in the first set, 16 of 17 on first serves. Not 16 of 17 on first serve points, 16 of 17 on first serves, Jamie. And I believe she ended up in this first set, uh, I think 13 of 17 overall on service points. She was just rock solid. She came out and she blitzed Osaka. She came out swinging. She came out like a player who was playing the fifth Grand Slam final of her career and just came out playing to big targets with such comfortable margins, and yet she got Osaka stretched. She prevented Osaka from finding her rhythm, but Naomi Osaka in this match, Jamie, as you mentioned, raising her level as the match goes along. You look at the breakdown to winner unforced errors in this match. Five winners to 13 unforced errors for Osaka in set number one. 29 winners against 13 unforced errors in sets two and three combined. Jamie, I think this match simply came down to, as you mentioned, a great champion steps up when her back's against the wall. That's exactly what Naomi Osaka did. She started playing deep down the center, gave herself opportunities to find her rhythm, and then ultimately with that big serve with those weapons, she's able to get over the hump. She's able to get an early break in the third, gives that break back, but just was on top of Azarenka throughout that third and ultimately gets over the finish line. I was so impressed by Osaka. Is it a hot take to say right now? Now she's the best women's player in the game on hard court. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, all the evidence seems to point to 
to that. I mean, realistically, look, Azarenka could have won this match. I would probably argue that she should have won this match um, because, listen, she was up a set and really she could have gone up 3-0 in that second and been in full command. But listen, when you give a great champion like Naomi Osaka an inch, right, they're going to take it and they're going to open the door for the rest of the match. And, and that's exactly what Osaka did, right? Azarenka let her back in in that second. Um, she flipped the entire thing on its head. So, no, um, it's not unreasonable to say that she's the best player on a hard court because with the level she displays and really the top, uh, the top tier tennis that she showed, I mean, I don't know who else you'd put in that category. Well, the reason I asked that question is brings up the next two questions I want to ask. You sort of alluded to it. A, did the right player win? B, will there be an asterisk next to this event for Osaka's victory here? I'm going to say yes to the first question, no to the second question. Here's why. A, I've said it since the start of this tournament. When Naomi Osaka plays her best tennis, she is the best player right now on a hardcore in the women's game simply because we saw it undefeated through the Western and Southern Open, undefeated through the U.S. Open. Yeah, she pulled out of that match versus Vika, but she found herself down and out. She found herself down a set in about 25 minutes, and she managed to flip the script here. She looked so good just in so many different wins, whether it was wins over Conteve, a win over Jen Brady, a win over Katsuk and Misaki Doi, which were both quietly three-set matches. She's just looked so good throughout this event, and why I say no to the asterisk is because, yes, we were missing six of the top ten players. There was no Barty. There was no Svitolina. There was no, you know, so many different Halep, and you're, that's all always going to be a fact we consider when we look at this event, but we got the same final back-to-back weeks. It's clear the two best players in both of these events emerged, and ultimately when they played the event, Naomi Osaka won in their one encounter. So I think Vika deserved to be in the final. I think the right player won, and I don't think there will be an asterisk next to this simply because I think the tennis world agrees Naomi Osaka should have and ultimately did win this event. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. The way I look at it is it's kind of funny, and it might not make sense, but it, it makes sense in my head, so we'll start there. <laughs> Did the right player win this event? I don't know. I'm not so sure there's one right player. You know, if I had to pick one, Naomi Osaka, Naomi Osaka, absolutely on that short, short list. So that doesn't bother me at all. If I take this match by itself in a vacuum, do I think the right player won this final match? Eh. I mean, she turned it around and did what she needed to at the end of the day, so that's great. But Azarenka, again, was up a huge first set and a break with with the chance to go up 3-0 in that second set. And if she does that, I think she's winning this thing in straights. So, listen, she got it done. Um, she had that championship mentality. Azarenka had the chance to close the door and didn't. That's on her. So if you make that argument, maybe she should have lost it. Um, but I don't know. With the level we saw from Azarenka at the top, I mean, my goodness, that win over Elise Mertens, um, that first set against Osaka, even though Naomi wasn't playing her best, I mean, my goodness. I mean, what, what else can you do, right? And so the, the most promising th- thing for me moving forward is that Azarenka Ranka is back as a serious force on the tour. So I'm okay saying that Osaka deserved to win this and was the right player. If you had to choose one, that doesn't bother me at all. Will there be an asterisk? So if you ask me this on the men's side, very different answer. Um, Because in this case, you have somebody (laughs) like, you have two people who have won a Grand Slam title, right? In the final, one of whom took out Serena to get there, an incredibly high level of tennis, and Osaka ends up winning it. So to me, no. If there is one, it's very, very small. Um, you know, look, the WTA has had a habit of seeing you know different people come into the finals and win championships unexpectedly, right? Um, but in this case, I don't think you can say neither of them deserved this title. And Naomi Osaka, you know, look, she's won this tournament. She did it again. I don't really see an asterisk by this one, despite the fact that there weren't a lot of top players playing. That's really the only part of that that I think carries any weight. 
Yeah, certainly if you're a casual tennis fan, the names Jennifer Brady, Shelby Rogers, uh, Svetlana Perankova are not names that would have jumped out to you beforehand, but if you've been following the game closely, you know those were the players who were playing their best tennis coming into this event. The fact that all the players who were playing well continue to play well, the fact that we didn't feel like we saw any real fluke results, I think it lends itself, you know, it lends credibility to this um, event. We saw so many players playing so well, and that gets to the quality of play here, Jamie. I was so impressed. And clearly, little things like, did you play matches over the Exos? Did you get to play one of the lead-up events in August, building up to the Western, Southern, and uh, U.S. Open? Did you have momentum coming into this? All of those things played factors, certainly. Uh, But overall, I thought the quality of play was so exceptional. We said 50 women legitimately had a shot at the round of 16. 30 women had a shot at winning this title. Yes, Osaka ended up winning it, and she was the favorite. But I thought so many players competed so well. This U.S. Open was a huge victory in my mind. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I was happy with the level of play. Listen, I mean, when you don't have all the top players playing, it's it's definitely never going to be ideal. Um, that being said, though, was really happy with the vast majority of matches. Sure, you watched some and, and things got ugly as, you know, is inevitable in any tournament, right? Um, regardless of the level. But no, overall, I think it was a very, very high level of play. And particularly in the final, right, you saw two people battling it out. Both Osaka and Azarenka had been in really good form. No, they weren't perfect throughout the entire match either of them but the level of play was astonishing and really exciting and really promising for me especially coming off of such a long break um, due to COVID. Yeah, case in point, Jess Pegula versus Marie Buzkova round one, and you had Kvitova versus Rogers as quarterfinals. I mean, so many good matches. McNally, Alexandrova, uh, obviously the semifinals. We saw Brady, Osaka, Serena, Vika. Just from start to finish, this was an exceptional tournament. And so the last thing I want to ask you, obviously the quality of play did not suffer, but a U.S. Open with no fans. Your final thoughts on that topic? Listen, it was a weird one. Uh, there, there's no other way to slice it. I, I think at this point, though, you 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 write this one off as a success. Um, I know you. We knew it was never going to be ideal. Atmosphere was not going to be the same. You know, you look at some of these matches and you wonder, hey, does the crowd help someone or hurt someone? Pull through this match, but at the end of the day, that's just another dynamic that these players have to play through. So, does it you know does it add to the list of things that are already making the 2020 U.S. Open weird? 100%. But again, you know, hey, they get out on the court and it's up to those two players to battle it out so regardless of if there's a huge crowd behind you against you whatever you know you play the hand you're dealt right and that's what these players did so honestly pretty pretty happy with how that went down completely agree with you. I think clearly the quality of play didn't suffer. Now, of course, we all recognize tennis is a better place when fans are in the stadium, and how great would it have been to see a crowd react to Vika coming back from a 6-1 set down to Serena Williams? That would have been exceptional. The crowd responding to the, we'll say, lack of quality of play to Zvira Carino Busta. I mean, you know, certainly we want the crowd back, but the tension was there. The apprehensive moments, the drama, the exceptional tennis. This U.S. Open delivered I completely agree with you, Jamie. And of course, if you want to hear our full breakdown, our top performers, our biggest disappointments, some of our favorite matches, I highly recommend you go check out this uh, video recap in podcast form. You'll be able to find it on our Great Shot podcast. Jamie, your final thoughts on this U.S. Open from the women's side. Just really hope that this momentum carries um, into the French and, and further into the season, um, right? We don't know exactly what the rest of the year is going to look like with COVID, but um, we can at least hope that the level of play is as high as it was in this one.
I completely agree with you. And as you mentioned, French Open right around the corner. And of course, we at Crack Rackets will be covering that and all of the action going on in the professional tennis world. So be sure to check out our website, CrackRackets.com. Subscribe to this as well as our four podcasts. But for my wonderful co-host, Jamie McDonald, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at Crack Rackets, we hope you enjoyed the 2020 U.S. Open and we will be talking to you soon. Take care, everyone. 